0: The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family, dogs, cats, even horses, in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7 P-E-T-C-L-U-B 247, Pet Club 247. Thank you all being here. We, of course, are out there on Twitter Spaces, and we're going to take your calls today. Uh, we thought we would just slip in one more show before the new year. We all had a little bit of time here, and so and we really enjoyed doing these digital shows. So we thought we would uh, give a little more time for phone calls, which we've not had much time for lately. We've been doing so many other things on these shows. So we are out on Twitter Spaces. Uh, all you do is raise your hand, and if you... I do call you up to the podium. You are green to stream out on multiple platforms. It is Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, YouTube, all over the place. Um, so we'll also talk a little bit about the new year coming up. Again, it is New Year's Eve Eve. Uh, and we'll sort of maybe do a little recap of a uh, gent- gentle, gentle sort of uh, sketch of what we learned for 22 and what, what we be thinking about in 23. So stay with us. Hey everybody, welcome to the final show of 2022. It is, uh uh-oh, there we are. Welcome to the final show of 2022. It is New Year's Eve Eve. We appreciate y'all being here. And again, we are primarily taking calls today. It's primarily what what we're doing. Um, Of course, uh, my producers, Caleb and Susan Pinsky are here, Caleb Nation. And uh, I was thinking about 22 and uh, 22, Well, you know, one of the standout experiences I had in 22 was Not so much this show on the Tuesday and Thursday, but the Wednesday show we've been doing with Dr. Kelly Victory and the extraordinary guests I've had the good fortune of interviewing. Now, while I haven't agreed with everybody and I've listened carefully to some of their input and um, and some of it I'm convinced by, some of it I'm not so convinced by, but I've come away from every single interview having learned a little something and what what was most troubling to me during 22 was how confusing everything was during the pandemic things i could not understand behavior of my peers the behavior of our profession some of the um, the the silencing and the, the, the what we've all discovered from the twitter files was actually going on of course that was going on in on multiple platforms and in multiple ways and uh, fairly disturbing so i do feel good about having brought to sunlight some uh, some positions and some opinions that have been been crushed for um last couple of years um in terms of things i'm looking forward to in 23 i want to hear more about ed dowd's number and what you know how those numbers are playing out and how much of that is COVID, how much of that is COVID plus vaccine how much of that is vaccine how much of that is lockdown that needs to be figured out uh by the same token we'll have ryan cole back in here soon and he's got more pathological data that he's looking at more pathological specimens Learning more about the process, the pathological, the pathophysiological process that is assaulting so many of us and causing some of the cardiovascular problems. And we will just keep putting I've learned in 2022 just to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And we will keep doing that in 2023. Susan, how about you for 23? Oh, that I'm much
1: huh? I'm gonna keep listening. <laughs>
0: You yeah. The, the I thing learned about, this
1: year that you're damn smart.
0: Well, the interesting thing about Susan's experience is that she, it made her paranoid. It made her, and we are going to talk I, to people that have some ideas. Well, about I have that.
1: different theories than you, but yeah. I think you've come over to my side a little
0: bit. I worry about some of the things you worry about, uh, <laughs> and I I'm what not, would that be? Drew, I, I'm, well, I'm just in this state where I'm just generally trying to get a deeper understanding of what is going on here. So many things are mysterious. Uh, we are going to talk to a Dr. Lee next uh, next year, and she is from China, and she has some insight into what was going on there. And it's going to it's going to drive Susan to distraction, I'm afraid, when she hears those stories. So that's going to be tough. But what else for 23 for you?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to um, having more. Confidence that we can say whatever is on our mind, right? And that which is
0: weird. I think how weird that is that you and, have to say that.
1: And I'm very thankful for having Dr. Kelly on our team. Yeah, um, she's just recently gotten back on Twitter. Oh, right. We we announced that today. Yes, and she and
0: the uh, the imposter was taken off. Yeah. So we which got, is incredible.
1: Wait, but her if you go if you go look at her at Dr. Kelly Victory. That it's just that it's not Doc. It's Doctor. DR victory, Dr. Kelly look, look victory. Look what she said.
0: Here's one of her t- re- tweets her on Her tweets are,
1: are evergreen. On I, the dawn I, thought-
0: of new, I like this. We're on the dawn of a new year and it's high time to regain common sense, embrace autonomy, assume personal responsibility, engage in critical thinking, accept risk, and return to the old normal uh, facts, not fear, hashtag rights decide. So that's, right that's what I'm looking history. forward to. Right side of history. Yeah. Whatever
1: she said. <laughs> I, I'll have some of that.
0: So, And uh, the imposter was taken down. Caleb, how about you?
1: And we want to thank Casey Gates for trying.
0: Ah.
6: Million yeah. views an episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was there something goal. else you, you- Share if you care, everybody. <laughs> you had mentioned
0: you were going to announce something else today. Was that just that Kelly was back?
6: Uh, I think it was just that, yeah, it was the big news that Kelly, Kelly's back. And also that uh, we now have our verified account for Ask Dr. Drew that people can follow for updates on the show. It's just twitter.com slash drew. And uh, they can get all the updates Great. there. We just joined Twitter Blue.
0: Excellent. And uh, uh, again, I'm thinking back on some of the little tidbits I pulled from each show. I mean, we're talking to Paul Alexander, who has had some, expressed some opinions lately I've been concerned about, but I still got from him that he was in the room when they made the decision about what social distancing is, this sort of made up term, new term, and how far social distancing needs to be. Turned out six feet was invented out of whole cloth with zero evidence, zero science, just do what I say. Same thing uh, when it pertains to some of these cardiovascular problems, the fact that the spike protein is in the wall of arteries and people who are dying suddenly from some of these clotting phenomena. So there is something going on in terms of the endothelium, which is its own organ system. It lines the arteries, somehow spike, whether it's from Novavax or from, The COVID vaccine or from COVID itself seems to be having a pathophysiological imprint on our clotting system via injury to the endothelium, which is one of the ways to activate that clotting system. To that point, uh, Christine has been um, working diligently, Christy rather, to try to update us on some of the concerns she had about vaccines. And this is another little scientific sidebar we're going to get into. Christy, thank you for all that work. And uh, can you summarize stuff for us?
7: I can.
5: Thank you. Can
0: you hear me okay? Yeah. Before you start, I was thinking about your material. She sent me a lot of data, and I was looking at it. It's very very interesting. Novavax has also been shown to have real serious problems with the vaccine in terms of um, cardiomyopathy and cardiovascular risk, at least similar concerns with the uh, mRNA vaccines. Is, do they have the same problem with the protein impurities, with the spike protein that they put in Novavax?
7: Then we're talking about three different things because there was the file that I sent to you and then Jicky the mouse had released other files from Australia that showed there are fragments of RNA that don't belong there. Mm-hmm. And then we, you and I were talking about the lipid nanoparticle in the first study that I had found on the freeze-thaw process denoted a change in the cholesterol. And then I just found another study that talks about uh, a different chemical that's actually toxic to the human body that's being released. So if they have LNP, the lipid nanoparticle involved, then you're gonna look at the the issue with the uh, phosphatidylethanolamine being formed. And that is driving the production of thrombin, also prothrombin and fibrin, and then in addition to the spike being formed in the arterial and the uh, endothelium, you've got the you know, triple process of the inflammation of the cell walls and the vascular walls that you were talking about, causing the inflammation from the spike, and then you've also got the prothrombin thrombin. And so,
0: so let, let's just summarize thrombin. what your reason. Yeah, so to explain to people who you are and what you've done, wh- why this is something that you're particularly suited to to look at.
7: Thanks, Dr. Drew. And hi, hi Susan and uh, Dr. Victory. There. Yeah.
0: Victory's uh, not here today. Carrie's not It's just me today. Just Caleb. You. Yeah,
7: Caleb's, Caleb's here. here. Caleb. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Caleb. Uh, I was on the operations team. I wore many hats. Uh, the, I'll just say the company is called L Devron, uh, focused in Madison, Wisconsin, Fargo, and in Germany. I managed and designed projects for recombinant proteins. Antibodies are a protein, but I had my hands in the process, start to finish, from when we would get the gene sequence and we would transfect cells using lipid nanoparticles and generate proteins within the cells and i had a hand in every step of the process to make sure it went smoothly and i designed them and it got me thinking about the freeze thaw process of the lipid nanoparticle and if that was causing issues so that's when i started to dig in and then you know the protein itself and the expression of the protein within the cells because i designed projects to express proteins all day long that was my job Mm -hmm. I still do consulting on the side, so I'm no longer uh, associated with that company. And my views expressed are not those of my com- my former company. I just want to state that. Okay. But uh, I started digging in and when I first contacted you um, about the lipid nanoparticle. I, I found uh, a study that was done prior to 2019. So we can say it is unbiased. And it was on the freezing and thawing process of blood serum collected in patients before it was sent off for analysis to look at cholesterol levels. And they they found that the cholesterol was going through a change in the freeze-thaw process that they weren't expecting, and it was generating something called phosphatidyl ethanolamine, which we can just call PE, not uh, pulmonary embolism, but just PE. This was the, the literature. And uh, PE is proven to drive the production of prothrombin, Thrombin and fibrin, among some other things that it does, including uh, inflammation of the so, heart.
0: So let me let me just back, just sort of frame this for people. So phosphatidylethanolamine is a is a chemical. It's created out of cholesterol with this f- freezing and thawing that happens to cholesterol. It accelerates the clotting system essentially, and it inflames arteries. That's the that's the shorthand way of saying what it does. What I'm struggling with though is what does that have to do with liquid nanoparticles?
7: When the lipid—so lipid nanoparticles have four lipids that they're comprised of, and one lipid is cholesterol. Uh, the other one is, I think, an oxidized lipid, um, and then the pegylated, and then there's a fourth. So How cholesterol much cholesterol—I
0: I, always—so when I think about a lipid bilayer, I don't think about cholesterol. So why are they sticking cholesterol in the middle of that?
7: That I don't know, but it is part of the LNP and, that they're and, using.
0: And is there a difference—these are just—I'm just—, I'm just it just what occurs to me in sort of analyzing your, your observations, the cholesterol in the serum is free cholesterol, although it's in chylomicrons and it's in, you know, packages, we call those, you know, LDLs and HDLs and VLDLs, that kind of thing. Is it, that, is it that, is it that kind of a lipid nanometer packet, the cholesterol that's being created? So the, the
7: cholesterol itself is already included when they make the LNP,
0: but, but is it in? Is it in the LNP lining? Like, is it in the LNP layer, or is yes. it is it inside the LNP? Much the way it's inside a VLDL particle, something like that.
7: It's part of the layer, but then it's also being found that during the freeze thaw process, that that layer is separate, separating and degrading.
0: Okay, and that's how the cholesterol gets out.
7: Correct, but then it's okay. sucked into the phospholipid bilayer, so it's incorporating into,
0: yes the cells. no I get that I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how it's is it necessarily going through the same process that a serum cholesterol would be but it sounds like it is okay and so so the theory then is it might be this freezing and thawing of the vaccine that's causing the problem is that would that be a summer or way to summarize
7: yes because I there's another study that points to in uh, cell.com and it was a study that was done recently and they actually quote moderna, and one of their supplements that also points to the freeze thaw process and then the phospholipids degrading, but then that's also creating a toxic chemical called DSPC, which does a whole host of other nightmare things, including carcinogen, teratogens, liver damage, kidney, heart damage.
0: So, what, what are we to do with this information? What do you, what do you, it's, it seemed odd to me they wouldn't be aware of this. Because, I mean, that's so, I mean, right, we, the, the Moderna has to be frozen, right? The, the vaccine for transportation. Correct. Yeah. So, and they have, given that they've had observations and they've looked at what happens when this is freezed and thawed, do you think they just haven't done the right studies? Do we think they're hiding something? That, that, that doesn't quite make sense to me. Or they just haven't but, looked at it. But they didn't look at it, possibly. Uh, mm, sheesh. So what do we do? What, what's your recommendation? Do we we present that to them, somebody, or?
7: That's my hope. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to state this publicly for safety reasons, but I've been talking to other scientists on Twitter and asked if they were on board with getting together and getting some funding for doing our own study with LNP and animals, and we wouldn't be doing it in our own lab, but because of my connections in biotech, I'd be contacting labs, and we could track LNP in the animal model, because I don't think that was done, when we did cell manufacturing and protein manufacturing, I also worked with the site in Germany sometimes that did in-animal antibody discovery where they would inject the animal with a genetic material and then track the antibodies produced. And I, I'm guessing, and it's a strong, I think it's a good guess, that that is the only thing that was done with humans.
0: And so you're talking about tagging the LNPs and seeing where they go, that kind of thing. And then you also yeah. had observations about the, the the spike protein impurities itself. Do you want to speak to that a little bit?
7: Absolutely. Uh, several months ago, uh, Jicky the mouse on Twitter who works, I think, in microbiology, got a hold of, uh, through a, The file or FOI release, uh, the government in Australia released this file. There you go. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, an, An Agilent file. And it was directly from Pfizer, from the source, from their lab, before they sent it out, that looked at the mRNA itself. And when you look at the file, there's only supposed to be, if you think of a graph, this really high peak And it's only supposed to have one peak, and that represents the entire RNA itself. It's supposed to maintain integrity. And the file we initially looked at that I had sent you, we were worried about because there were these little peaks that were appearing before the main peak, and we wondered what are those things. And then uh, just a a couple of days ago, Australia released more files from other batches from within their facility that shows more files that have those little smaller peaks that are appearing, but then one where they're not. And uh, Dr. Martinson just recently did a, a peak prosperity a couple of days ago, or yesterday, did a, a presentation on it. That that main peak, that, yes, is the, the RNA itself, but those smaller peaks prior to the, the main peak are pieces of RNA.
0: So, Caleb, I yeah. wonder if you could maybe, since, since this gets a little heady here, people aren't used to talking about biological biochemical processes, this might get a little confusing, Maybe you can get the graphs from where the graphs sort of speak for themselves. Uh, and also maybe a little bit. I don't know if you have any diagrams about phosphatidyl and you know, cholesterol thawing the- and that kind of stuff.
6: Yeah. The graphs from her. What's that, that? She's talking about right now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, yes. you, at if you can, at some point, if we can grab them from her, she can email them to me, maybe, and then I'll send them to yeah. something. We'll put them up. Do something. that or DM them to me okay. on Twitter.
1: I know. I can't understand. a I, I damn know. Thing I, I know.
0: What she's saying is, <laughs> I, I'm trying to. Can I break her,
7: it down to baking terms?
0: I'm sorry. It's
7: fascinating.
0: Here's what it is. We're trying to figure out what's going on. Where is all this stuff coming from? Uh, and, you know, why are people having trouble? Why is there inflammation? Why is there clotting? And these are. Biological observations that may explain, for instance, these these un, these protein spike protein fragments that are f- improperly folded. Maybe they're causing an inflammatory response. Maybe they're what's getting into the wall. Now I asked Dr. Cole, could he could he find a way to stain fragments versus spike proteins? And he said he's seeing whole spike proteins in the wall. And then the question becomes, well, why do some people put it in the wall, the endothelium, and others don't seem to? And is it really a function of how much spike is being produced? I mean, something you ra- you raised before, Christy, was that the machinery is turned on so vigorously, the amount of spike protein is sort of extraordinary, right?
7: Correct. I know we talked about different people also having different levels of expression based on
0: their own genetics. Yep, that's the point, and that may be the whole issue, really. But these are these are heady issues, are important issues. Um, and I, I, how long will it take you to come up with these kinds of studies? Do you think? And do you want anybody to do anything? I mean, people are listening or people are watching. Is there something they can do to support you
7: financially to, to pay for it? Uh, we would track all the receipts, and then the scientists that I've talked to—they're using their full names on Twitter. We said if there was any money left over, we would give that to the vaccine. Is agent. there
0: is there any way you could send this stuff to the regulatory agencies and try to try to raise you know sort of these questions with them?
7: That was a, another thought as well. Yes, but then I, I, we also I, have I would, the worry that they're in bed with one another. Well,
0: I, we know the coziness is there. But I, I look, let's assume everyone's trying to do what's right. I, I think it's a reasonable assumption. W- why, why not give them the chance, try to alert them? And by the way, if they don't respond, you'll have an interesting story later. Because you, know, you could show that you tried to get them to uh, sort of pay attention to this. You then proved it and they have egg on their face because they didn't listen to you. But I, I would argue they would be really great if you could try to get somebody over there. Maybe Paul, you know, Susan. Uh, it seemed like Paul Alexander had more connections over there than anybody. He might not know who to send this stuff to. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on Kelly Victor and see if she knows who, the, who might be the right person to send this stuff to. Okay.
7: Sounds good. And I'm gonna post if you don't mind, Dr. Yep. Martinson on Rumble. Okay. He went through explaining how protein is made. He, he went through things really thoroughly in a one hour long video. I think he posted last night so I can post that down in the spaces. He does an amazing job and he goes over the files that I've been talking about and he also uses baking references. So he tries to bring it down to
0: street level. Okay, good. Uh, Christine, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing this. Thank you for the, the amount of work you've done. I know you've been, you've been slaving over this stuff. It, it, I, hopefully it will help people. Hopefully it will give us some answers, right?
7: I hope so. Okay. Thanks again. Thanks, Chris. Have a good New Year. You, Thank you. You too.
0: Happy New Year. It, it's it, this is the this is how biology works. She, she's looking at scattergrams. She's looking at probabilities, and she's trying to figure out you know how these 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 um these chemical pathways you know are sort of very complicated, and complicated things are happening to the to the vaccine It's being frozen and thawed, and cholesterol is being released, and cholesterol is forming this very complex molecule called phosphatidylethanolamine, and that's known to increase the clotting system. Throbbing goes up and the clotting system is activated. So there's, there's there, and this is just one possible mechanism. That, that's why biology is so difficult. And then you have to, she has to go in there. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you for that, uh, Caleb. That's the, that's the word I'm saying. Phosphatidylethanolamine. There it is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, then people have to go in and conform, you know, formulate an experiment to try to test this. And she was telling us how she was going to do that. That's that's really her area of expertise. And then she has to do the experiment, and then prove that the experiment showed what she thinks it showed. Uh, that's science. That's not Dr. Fauci going. I'm science. That we're talking about science right here. What Christy is doing. Uh, okay. So let's take some calls from you guys. Um, I know everyone is uh, here on Spaces. Susan, was there somebody you wanted me to call up? I thought I thought you gave me a heads up on somebody. This
1: is. I, I'm working with somebody here who's technologically first timer. So, it, give me a minute. Okay, is there somebody want to be
0: to call up to the podium?
1: Well, it, let me let me see if I can find if he's even here first. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Take okay. somebody who's ready, and then I'll.
0: All right, Joe. Who I work, haven't talked to, to in a long it. time. Let's get Joe Giannotti in here. Joe, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hello, Dr. Drew, hey, buddy. Ha- happy
8: holidays and a happy new year to uh, you, Susan and Caleb.
0: Thank you, sir. You sound good.
8: Thank you. I, I, I'm pretty good. I'm doing pretty well. Excellent. Thanks. Um, so I guess I, I want to start off. Uh, the last time we chatted was about four months ago. Mm. And the, the question you had for me then was, ha- have you wavered any bit in, 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 in that period of time from the beginning? And, and I okay. told you no, but I have to tell you. I, I think you've wavered a little bit now.
0: In, in oh, I've moved around. Months. I've moved around a bit. I, I've been moving. Yeah, you've <laughs> been now moved tr- around I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the truth. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm trying exactly. to find my way.
8: Now I have a question right off the bat for yeah. you, and then we'll talk about the um, Mario Nafal spaces that you have been a, a part of in the past week, yes. which have been very important. Yes, with of course the first drop, but. The first question I want to ask both you and Susan is um, for you, yeah. what change occurred if you're allowed to even talk about it? What change ha- did you did, did occur or you felt when mm. you were on special forces?
0: Because clearly, uh, since
8: you were in special forces, I noticed a, a
0: change. Oh, really, is that right? I, well, it's <laughs> hysterical. It's not so whiny
1: anymore. I'm not so
0: whiny anymore. I I, I realized. <laughs> I was a little bit, I was in sort of denial about my age. Uh, and I realized, I thought I was just whiny about my age. I thought I was feeling like fatigued and tired and weak. And I realized, oh, I'm just not accepting my age. And, and, uh, special forces pushed my face to the mirror on that one. So I know exactly what my limitations and are. You were afraid I to, know exactly. And I'm good with what I've got. I'm really afraid good with it. You're
1: going to get surgery and you weren't going to go do it. Yes. That's and right. And then you came back and said, okay, I'm going to do it. Cause I don't want to feel like this anymore.
0: And, and then they told me no. And they, they, but they gave some you a new and, protocol. Yeah. And they you went to the right guy. Yeah. That's right. Good medicine. Uh, that's I learned that from Joe I, and, and to go to the right doctor. And, and <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah. And, and that's what I've done. And, and um I think you're maybe alluding to me feeling a little more assertive or less more courageous or something, or using the word courage certainly more than I was before. Was Definitely. That, yeah. I I there's something there that I have at least realized that word is very important right now. And certainly I was inspired by the Navy SEALs that were training us. And I was inspired by my peers. Wait, do you see the, Joe's talking about this show I'm on next Wednesday on Fox, uh, network, uh, like, I think it's eight o'clock Wednesday. How many episodes? Uh, I believe there are eight ten? episodes, 10 episodes, eight, eight. or 10. The, the first one is this two-hour special. The, the first one, all the cat, all the people that were there with me, we couldn't figure out. So much happened the first day. We couldn't figure out how they were going to do it. We thought they're going to take three episodes to do the first day, and they're doing a two-hour special. Th- that makes sense now. Yeah. Um, um, well, there
1: was 19 people, right? 16, so, 16. 16, so there's a lot going on. There's
0: a lot okay. going on, and uh, we get our ass handed to us. Anyway, the, the behavior of how tough they were inspired me, too. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting, Joe. I, I thank you for pointing that out.
8: You're very welcome. And the the reason why I'm most interested um, in, in watching you over the other 15, not because I have a bias, <laughs> but because... You're sixty-three years old. That's
0: right. I'm the, I'm the oldest one there by far.
8: Um, by far. Yeah. I mean, I think Piazza is in his early fifties. Yes, and Piazza he-
0: and Piazza's a professional athlete. I'm not a professional That's athlete. Right. All these guys That's are right. professional athletes and Olympians and stuff. It's comical when you say it out loud. Except like,
1: for Scaramucci.
0: Scaramucci was my closest. Uh, but he's peer. a stud. Scaramucci does very well. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But when so- he fir- the first day when he got there, he goes. I felt so much relief when I heard you were going to, be, old man. When you were going to be here, <laughs> Now I felt like I belong. The I belong here. So I thought, all uh, right. But
8: but Susan, um, was it just uh, that that Drew complains less? Is that the only thing? I mean, there has to be more.
1: Well, he just got really sad that he was sick. Like he was sick a lot, and then, but he was like in denial that, like I kept saying, you know, why don't? You, are you going to go get the surgery? What are you going to do? And he's like, no. And then he he found out about this and he started working out really heavily. And suddenly it just, the diverticulitis went away and he was, he was fine. And then, but he, when he, his face was pushed against the glass about his longevity, he said, you know what? I got to take care of this. Like, I don't want
0: to, No, it was more, no, it was not about longevity. It was more about, I, I came out of the desert more about taking care of business. Just <laughs> just take care of it. You weren't afraid. I, I, no fear. Yeah. I think I think it was what Joe's saying. I, I didn't realize it but I think Joe's right. I had less fear, less fear based on But
1: it. also like being trapped with your wife for 3 years in a house and having to live, you know, God, and oh my I god, took what care a of nice thing for you, you know, and I would like bring you <laughs> rub your feet when you didn't feel good. You know, you need to Who's go out Who's rubbing and get whose your feet?
0: Who is rubbing whose feet? I don't I don't remember ever having my feet rubbed and i remember nightly rubbing Uh, your feet do
1: you want me to be more graphic or should i just say what i was rubbing
0: so okay feet feet rubbing is a metaphor okay oh that's that's what you call for no trump very interesting (laughs) very
8: interesting but let's transition i mean i love you
1: i love you too. i I love taking care of you and we took care of each other you know yeah but it was a different situation
8: i said let's that's a great way to transition into the twitter spaces that uh Oh, yeah. of the past of the past weekend of course we're going to see more drops coming
3: yeah
8: and um it, it, let's just talk about right now what what has come out and The um, spaces that you kind of pretty much moderated with um, Mario Nafal, uh, there's one person I highly recommend that you should have on as a guest. Okay. I think Sabine Hazen's outstanding.
0: Well, Sabine was there for a few minutes. And and I've had her her on my HLN. Oh, on here. Sure, we'll have Sabine for sure. I'm going to get a bunch of those those, uh, physicians up over here. Uh, A lot of the people that were on the first... From the day before, I'm going to get some of them over here and then some of the ones that I moderated. And and Nafal did ask me to moderate them, so I was moderating.
8: Okay, great, great, great.
0: Go yeah. ahead. Um, and, yeah, Sabine is great. Sabine was on my HLM program back in the day. We were sort of, you know, we we were looking at uh, Michael Jackson's demise and we were both like, how he had an anesthesia cart in his bed. How crazy is that? And I guess it was actually the um, the trial of Conrad Murray that we were commenting on at the time. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I It was the first time I'd spoken to peers, other physicians with very differing opinions. Lo and behold, what you discover is we agree on about 85% of stuff, which I knew we would, that we all put the care of the patient in front of us ahead of everything else. And we are trying to use our judgment, not just the data. What you heard there in that conversation was how each of us was using our experience to analyze the data, how measuring our experience against the data, and we came up with different things. We came up with different ideas. We weren't off in in two different worlds. We were off by fifteen percent, twenty percent. And somebody's going to be right, and somebody's going to be wrong. But impossible to tell who that's going to be right now. It is uh, really and hard to tell. We may not know
8: that for. We may not know that for decades.
0: Maybe I I feel like we're going to know sooner than later. Sort of the direct directionally what's up in other okay. words uh, for instance joe the fact that we're we have not been allowed to raise any issues th- this is what kills me so we rushed the vaccine out i get it we rushed it that was it was an emergency we cut corners we did things we wouldn't otherwise do we brought this thing out people want to call it experimental call it what you will we cut corners and didn't go through the usual procedures nobody disagrees with that And I fully endorse that we did that. I think it was the right thing to do, even if it turns out to have been wrong. I still think it was the right thing to do without the benefit of, you know, we were in the middle of a pandemic. We didn't know where this was going. So I think we did the right thing, even if it turns out to have been problematic.
8: I think the life lesson from all of this at the end of the day. Yeah. It cannot speed science.
0: Well, but you you can though, Joe. But but it but it's risky. You, you take I risk. I totally
8: disagree. Well, you take risk.
0: You take th- risk. But here's well, my risk, question. Yes. Here's my question. Is to your point, which is so now. Why is it absolutely sacrilegious and anathema to say, hey? Why don't we fill in with the usual research that we would normally have done? Why don't we get that done now to answer some of these questions or people are raising about younger males and vaccine and this kind of stuff. Let's get that research done. You get, you get crushed as being an anti-vaxxer for just raising that question. And to me, <laughs> that's the weird, again, weird. What is wrong with us? Uh, and, and <laughs> by the way, how we normally do things, you know, what normally happens when a new medication is rolled out. We see the data, we look at it, we study it, and then we have our clinical experience. And the clinical experience is often different than what the data is. Then we go back and reanalyze the the drug in a wider distribution and look at what we were observing clinically and try to explain why that is the case. And then we use the drug better. That's it. That's the process. That's the way we've always yes. done it.
8: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. However, you could also, what, what you just said, you could also talk about in reference to treatment because. Treatment the entire time, and of course, the last week I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, our, our late friend Dr. Zelenko. Mm. and oh, you could use exactly what you talked about in reference to vaccination.
0: Well, you I listen. The treat- fa- oh, the I would argue, yes, you're correct. Thinking Joe. outside the box. No, you're correct. That so-called early treatment early in the pandemic should have been evaluated that way, the way we always do it. You do something clinically, then you go back and look at the research and you do more research, to try to buttress the clinical observations or, or perhaps undermine what we think we're observing. Whatever it is, uh, we need to do more of that. I, I completely agree. And the fact that we're not rushing to explain things like increased in overall mortality is just weird, very weird. By the way, Uh, You you may want to check out Dr. John Campbell again. People are uh, weirdly attacking him all of a sudden. He is a Ph.D. nurse. His doctorate is a Ph.D. He's not an M.D., but he's a nurse educator. He's the perfect person to do the kinds of pods he does where he's taking the data very dispassionately going through it and then trying to make it digestible for people. That that is nursing, by the way, that's one of their main functions is education of the patient, right? And so I I admire everything he's doing. He's recently put something up about China and their current massive wave of COVID. And um, he thinks that the death data is being grossly underreported. And he thinks that the case rates are being grossly underreported. It's going to take about two months to essentially go through 1.2 billion people, uh, and there's nothing they can do about it. That their vaccine may be more effective than we know, and that our press seems to be hellbent, as always, on making it seem worse than it is. It's not going to be that bad. And all the variants thus far are of BA five, and so there's tons of cross immunity with the immunity we have from Omicron BA five. So there appears to be very little concern. Created by the sweet the pandemic sweeping China right now. Though virologists will remain concerned because that's their job. Their job is to go and take a careful look at what the risks are and how this thing is evolving. And are we going to get any problematic variants or likely to get any problematic variants? Presently, it does not appear to be the case. And the press should shut the hell up, which is something I've been saying since the beginning of this pandemic. I'm gonna take a little break and then we will come back with more calls. Want to give the gift that keeps on giving? Genucel skincare keeps everyone on your holiday list looking young and refreshed. And who doesn't need that type of luxury, especially over the holiday season? Genucel has so many products that Susan and I love. Genucel's XV Moisturizer locks in moisturizer on top of the serums, making dry spots a thing of the past, especially great with the colder climate and all the dryness of our skin, right? And with Genucel's Immediate Effect 2 eye cream, you can see the results in as little as 12 hours. Guaranteed or your money back. Susan loves Genucel's DFS Vitamin C Serum, the new deep firming serum, as well as the hyaluronic with C and lactic acid, which hydrates your skin and makes fine lines a thing of the past while hopefully preventing future wrinkles from forming.
1: I am a snob when it comes to using products on my face. The dermatologist makes a ton of money from me. But when I was introduced to Genucel, I was so happy because it's so affordable and it works great. I was introduced to the Ultra Retinol Cream, which I love at night. All the eye creams are amazing. People notice my skin all the time and I'm so excited because it's actually working.
0: Take advantage of amazing holiday savings by going to genucel.com and you will get 60% off with a special holiday stocking stuffer when you subscribe to my favorites package at genucell.com slash drew and all orders are upgraded to free shipping for the rest of the holiday season we will get it there quickly use code drew at checkout for an extra 10 percent off your entire order that is genucell.com slash drew dot com slash drew my guest is philip patrick he is a precious metal specialist trains at university of redlands he has spent years as a wealth manager at citigroup and his current position is with birch gold group so gold has always been uh, somewhat of a safe haven particularly in times of great turmoil uh much like our present moment i imagine
8: gold has always traditionally been a safe haven asset gold specifically has has always been about wealth preservation right gold has it always held its buying power. You can look at as far back as you'd like in history In biblical times, one ounce of gold would buy somebody 400 loaves of bread. And today it does the same thing. So it's a store of value. But I would say in times like this, as you mentioned, it's particularly important when you're dealing with things like 40 year high inflation, uh, you know, the air that's coming out of a stock market bubble. These times in particular tend to drive gold and silver up quite significantly. If things are different the solution needs to be different as well so i encourage everyone to get informed and we have a lot of good information here to help
0: your listeners just a reminder i am not a financial advisor and i do not give out financial advice nor investing advice birch gold has an a-plus rating with the better business bureau countless five-star reviews and thousands of satisfied customers check them out now visit birchgold.com and secure your future with gold do it now so Susan has been receiving all these accolades for her selling prowess over at <laughs> because people are seeing her testimonial and I, I want to get more product when I see it, but uh, I, don't see more. Well, I don't think, can I hear you? Is your mic on? Yes.
1: I, ran, oh, I, yeah. I ran out of the vitamin C. I, I've got to get some more, but um, I believe in the product and I've saved a lot of money at the dermatologist and she's not buying a jet this year.
0: And I'm so excited. Also,
1: yeah, you're <laughs> excited. And, um, and I'm so excited. Also, we they're going to be our sponsor this year, so everybody keeps supporting it so we can keep the show afloat.
0: Yes, thank you for that. We appreciate it. All of it. our
1: sponsors.
0: Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. So I was thinking about Susan and her rendering of foot rubs to me, and I started thinking about the biblical references to washing of feet. <laughs> when, when Noah came back, uh, they washed his feet, and uh, that's, that's, a, that's a similar um, allusion to what Susan was uh, saying. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh causing us to think about but drew it...
1: gives me a foot rub every day that's true so i, I have to pay him back
0: all right <laughs> so let's get to some calls here we got we got yeah this is uh tmi caleb Whatever's. this is uh sami i'm gonna get sami. oh and also christina
1: p is on this week's dr drew after dark yes so christina p and, and i are
0: reunited sami the uh, unmute yourself and what we got
2: hey this is my name is actually andrea but of course the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um long time listener first time caller and uh mom jeans have to represent that
0: keep, keep, <laughs> so, high, keep high and tight
2: <laughs> high and tight i won't go on any grossness because i have my <laughs> baby here so um i have a con i was listening to the pod you guys had with dr nasim yeah and one thing that kind of um piqued my interest and has actually kind of made me a little bit frustrated Mm. is the access you know when you guys were talking about um having you know having informed consent yes right um this is a really weird thing i really would like people to really talk more about that because we i don't know if doctors kind of forget um that we're you know our patients their patients are not doctors We get information from you guys. Mm -hmm. And when we ask questions, we have to get them from somewhere. So during the pandemic, when I was, you know, I have a bunch of kids and I'm concerned and I start asking questions to my doctors. um, They're busy. It's their job. And they keep saying, I shouldn't believe everything I read on the Internet. Um, I'm like, yeah, well, that's why I'm asking, (laughs) asking you guys to like help. You know, so I I don't know the questions I start asking and they seem to get like really agitated because, you know, between nurse practitioners and everything, it's like, why are you even asking me? Why don't you just believe me? Mm. So it's hard, especially when you start asking questions and then people look at you like you're some kind of like vaccine denier. And I'm like, I just want to ask a question. You know, it's I have have boys, a friend of mine's son um, recently died over the summer mm. he was at soccer camp He was 16 he had to be vaccinated because we live in new york mm. and he had to be vaccinated and he had a heart attack at camp because he couldn't you know they had to participate um it's
0: awful, awful. i'm
2: not saying that that's a case of it but it's a concern as a parent Correct. when you bring it up and it's like well why are you believing everything you're reading on the internet and i'm Th- they like, said I just that in to
0: response to you reporting a proximal case that you had something near you happen. And they said, that's the internet. You know what I mean?
2: Um, when I told them that a friend of mine, close friend of mine, son died of a heart attack at 16. He had recently gotten this. He had recently gotten the shot within like three months and he was exerting himself at summer camp. Mm -hmm. And I was asking those situations. I'm like, you know, it's, they said specifically 16 year old kids, Mm -hmm. boys, he fit like everything, you know. High cardiac rate, you know. He's running around all day. So it's summer. So here's all here's these
0: you're, you're you're one thousand percent correct that we are not doing informed consent properly. Even and and people run busy practices, and I know it's hard to take the time to do the consent. And I understand what you're running into, and and we it's a shame that that's the case. But even if we took the time to give you consent. A lot of what we would have to tell you would be conjecture and not certain and unclear. Mm-hmm. CDC says one right. thing. And by the way, as of tomorrow in California, because of a law called AB 2098, you technically right. are, are not even allowed to discuss some of the concerns that, that prevent us from giving you full informed consent. It, it's pretty crazy. I mean, here, let me, let's, you and I go through it. Here's how I'd approach it. So we are seeing increase in excess mortality, in Western countries. There is no doubt about that. That's just no doubt. There are people that believe that may be related to the vaccine and they have some decent data to protect, to, to suggest that there are people that believe it's all due to COVID and there's some decent data to suggest that. And there is nobody yet that has teased out what is contributed by the lockdown or what could be COVID plus vaccine, which is essentially everybody, right? We've all had COVID now and we're getting the vaccine. So how do you know what is causing what? They've done almost nothing to sort that out. So when you see a signal like 15 to 30 year olds having increase in something, whether it's myocarditis, which is why, you know, in the in the Twitter spaces I were in, was in, I, I really focused it on myocarditis because there's a lot of data there. That's the one we can kind of look at and it the argument then becomes well is it is it less risky or more risky than covid itself for that age group and to those of us that are internists it's really easy to say that kids are almost no risk i mean almost no risk but they do get sick sometimes very rarely and it appears that this risk of myocarditis is around one in 300 to one in 2000, something like that. And it appears to be self-limited, but there've been cases like you've heard here where people are getting strokes and heart attacks and other cardiovascular complications. We don't know at what rate yet. And we don't know if it's across all ages or if it's uh, somehow more risky in the young males. The signal seems to be showing up in the young males and it seems to be showing up around the Moderna vaccine, which is a higher dose vaccine. So, You might want to get the Pfizer vaccine, or you might want to get the Novavax vaccine. These are the kinds of things that somebody should be helping you sort of work through or no vaccine. If you're really worried, you know, this it's up to you. Yes. Vaccine, no vaccine should be making that decision with your doctor. And uh, it's not in, 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 it's easier. So when I do conform consent to a 75 year old, I go, uh, hey, look, you, we all know this thing devastates people who are older. There's no doubt about that. I've seen no real significant side effects from the vaccine. It could be harder to see the side effects in older people because older people get all kinds of things. So it's hard to know what's vaccine and what's just being old. But my impression right. is it really, it really is the risk reward definitely comes down on the side of taking it, it when you're older, right. e- even if there are adverse events, it's still, I still think it's, I may be wrong by the way, totally prepared to be wrong, but I still right. think that risk reward, but when you get younger, I, I it just gets just completely confusing to me. And I'd have to admit that to you as part of informed consent.
2: And that's, what's difficult as a patient because I do understand I'm not a doctor and I'm trying to go to a, to a clinician, like a yeah. clinician, who yeah. a family practice this is you know not surgery right yeah and i understand that you have they have certain demands that i don't want to take away from them at all because the doctor there are certain things that governmental overreach that you have to do Mm -hmm. there are everything like i asked my my doctor a while ago what he does all the time in his office he's like paperwork yeah just lots and lots of paperwork yeah so i understand that but then you you put it all together and it's like okay I'm in there. I feel like I am taking up your time. I my son is going to college. His first, his first year, his freshman year, this year. I'm asking questions, and I'm being told that everything is safe, and I should, you know, just do whatever. But in reality, I wanted to find out. In New York, oh you have to like every um, college student has to be vaccinated. Well,
0: that's, that's so now, I, now you're into a whole other sphere here, right? Which is this idea right. of I mandates, know. mandates of, of a uh, this, yes. is, if, if you should follow Vinay Prasad, V a v i n a y Prasad, P r e s a d, who, uh, really has been railing on this one. He's like, there's just no science to substantiate the mandate in a population that has essentially no risk from the, from the illness. It's, it's weird. I, I keep worrying that because I'm not a pediatrician, I don't understand the risk tolerance of, of, uh, of a pediatrician to caring for, you know, in, in caring for the elderly, people get sick and die and you're kind of used to it, but pediatricians never see people die. They just thank God. Uh, so I do it's the fact that somebody died of COVID is shattering to them and then they kind of get scared and maybe they're not assessing the vaccine. I don't know. I don't know. I, well I, I, it's we really confusing have, but to
2: me. There is the uh, again there is the the very early pandemic I you know I definitely we were doing other work I you know with my with my business and we were talking to very different ranges of people a few of them were pharma, were pharmacists mm-hmm. and so I'm like so really tell me about this and this is during lockdown mm-hmm. you know June yeah. and they were the first ones who were like getting kind of like tipping like listen you didn't hear it from me but yeah. no, you know, know kind of a thing
0: i know that's still going and, on um, people are still afraid to speak up right it's still going on
2: and, uh, and they're saying that they're not they were allowed to fill certain things yep. the that, that doctors are not allowed to do certain things so for the in particular mm-hmm. that's why i was saying informed consent it's a tricky one with mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. because it's it's a lot of things there's a lot of people watching a lot of Us and doctors and who fill it. So so it's one of those things where, okay, great. Well, then how do you become informed? Even when we finally settled on the Johnson and Johnson, we got the J and J for my son Mm -hmm. because it seemed like the least risk. And that's um, true. I think
0: you. I think you chose the right one. I think that's true. That's and
2: that's basically what's happening because I was doing a lot of legwork and listened to you guys and. A lot of different people, because even but, though but think about it, that one's been
0: for the for the right. you know fifty cases or whatever in women, women right. Been taken off the market, right. been taken off the market. Right. Yet, yet the the mRNA vaccines were not even allowed to talk about it, not allowed to ask. Right. From so that was train. the
2: whole thing. So, so it was a lot of different things. I had the only use, the only resource I did have was the internet. I definitely appreciate, um, you know, you like you, Doctor Drew, people who have changed their mind, who have actually gone through it, looked at everything. And either, and are like on the fence and they're very open about, listen, I'm on the fence. I'm fine with that. I think most people are fine with being on the fence. Sure. It's just, we need to have the conversation or be, have the ability hey, look, to have we,
0: When we give you a vaccine, we're supposed to make you sign an informed consent form. How many people, yeah. how many people signed that form that got the vaccine? 1% maybe? I, Half a I'm percent?
2: Actually, Dr. Drew, I made my son read that. He's yeah. 18 years old. I made him read it. The pharmacist. At our Walgreens was sitting there watching. Why are you doing? And he read the whole thing. And I said, "Do you understand what this means?" And we went through the whole thing. Are you a lawyer? The the farmers are like, "No, I'm a mom.
0: You should be a lawyer, (laughs) (laughs) moms. Yeah, you're right. Moms are way way more guarded than lawyers." (laughs) (laughs) And it was
2: because ultimately, yeah, Yeah, I know. Well, ultimately, it's because every because every mom knows and dad as well. You know, the buck stops with you, and. Everything and they've already said flat out if something happens, they're not, no one's on the hook for this. I no know. one's on the hook I for know. it.
0: I know,
2: I know, so, I know. I appreciate the conversation, the having the space of the conversation. It was just how do we get to that conversation? How do, and and without like. Looking like we're crazy, but I think ultimately you just have to look like you're crazy because that's what I ended up having to do. <laughs>
0: so. you, you do. And you have to
1: go all Karen on everybody.
0: No, you don't have to go Karen, but you, but you have <laughs> to. Karen. It's yeah. how, how many times, <laughs> said, yeah. you know, and many of these conversations I've been having with my peers, they'll open both. You don't have to put on your foil hat. It's like because it, people think that's what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, we're just doing what we know, always do. Uh, and so just ask questions should be, it, it should be a carefully guarded privilege for all patients. So thank so you for. for
2: just, so I appreciate, again, and I, I I'm just wanted to just, can you just make sure you uh, summarize like, again, how do you make sure you can do the informed consent? You just make sure you just keep plugging away keep kind of plugging, a thing.
0: You read the consents that you do have. You keep asking questions. I I I don't, It's it's a little, let me think of a strategy that would work better than anything. You know, if you you th- also- think about it too, before like you doctor- get in there, yeah, think about it before you get in there and go, look, here's what I have seen. Maybe even write it down. Just go, these are the things mm-hmm. that I've been reading about lately, not on the internet. I, These are things; these are just things that have been reported. And uh, I'm worried about the risk reward. That's all. I'm worried that the risk reward is not there. How how can you consent me in such a way that helps me understand why the risk reward goes the way you are recommending?
2: Okay. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, right. Dr. Drew. And right. um I will never but I won't do the up in the end. I, I just listened to you guys, you and Christina, which is magic. Love it always. <laughs> and uh, I was I was making sure I didn't go up at the end <laughs> instead of doing that. I made sure I said everything with a very going down. You're very so well, very well Christina- done.
0: <laughs> very good. I'm going to go back on, uh, I'm going to go back on where my mom's at, um, in a couple of weeks, actually, I don't know when they'll air it, but we're going to, we have a whole other topic planned, so we're going to do it there. So look for that there. Well,
2: awesome. Keep it high and tight and, you, and you have a great, really happy
0: new year. Thank you, Andrew. Happy right. new year. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for advocating for your kids. Thank you for keeping medicine sort of straight the way it's supposed to be practiced. We really appreciate it. Let's get, uh, Justin up here. Uh,
3: hi, Justin. And thank you for your service. He's a veteran, Justin. We're not hearing you for some reason, <clears throat> Justin. Hmm. It's it's connecting. It's gonna says.
0: have to. Okay, it's taking time. I I always I always hate to pull people down if it's the the, the glitch on the, uh, the Twitter Spaces. Got a lot of people requesting. Yeah, i trying a to little, get to people. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you might want to try and right. bring Fred him Stoller up. Fred tried to get on. He yeah, we couldn't see
1: his avatar. It was so weird. Just I
0: could only, you know, go, go for so long that I got to get somebody else up here. I saw Alana wanted to come up. Where'd she go? Did you see Alana in there? Asking me come up? Sorry, that I have to, this is a little bit cumbersome, but this is the nature of Twitter. I faces. see her. I'll put her up. Okay, good. Thank you. Here she comes, or I don't know if you you have ever you were requested and you decided against it, Milana. I don't know. Here you are. What's going on?
5: Hi, hey. happy New Year. Happy New Year. um And I'm very, very excited to see to watch you on Special Forces. It's, it's so
0: pretty intense. It's pretty.
5: Intense. Yes, I'm very, very. You know, it's it's DVR'd. I thank anxiously you. Anxiously awaiting. Very. Anyway, so anyway, my. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My question is, and this is more of a, this is a worried mom question. So with all of the, um, you know, heart issues, cardiac issues that are coming up from people, whether they were vaccinated and or have COVID, Mm -hmm. had COVID, Mm -hmm. what do you do? to prevent any of these coming if you've had COVID and, or have been vaccinated. You know what, Alana,
0: that, that is really a good question. And that should be priority one in a, well, priority two, one should be explaining what's going on. Priority two should be trying to help people mitigate the risk. And I've been thinking about it and I, I'm not sure I, I know what's right. Uh, if it is something like the uh, cholesterol alteration we were talking about earlier with Christy, mm-hmm. aspirin would be helpful, like a mini, okay. like a small dose aspirin. And, and I've kind of thought that might be the kind of thing that, that people ought to think about. Um, I've not, we've not been seeing hemorrhagic strokes, which is the thing that mm-hmm. the aspirin makes worse, uh, nor have, you know the, I think the resistance to making the recommendation of aspirin per se is hearkening back to the Johnson & Johnson side effects, which was a consumptive coagulopathy, which can have more problems when you take aspirin sometimes. So I think there must be some worry that maybe some component of that is causing some of these side effects as well. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this is something really more about activated clotting from the endothelial injury, something like that. And that should be better with aspirin. So that's kind of where my head's at. Plus, you think her, oh, I was going to
5: say. I mean, plus,
0: if you get palpitations, get them evaluated immediately. That palpitations mm-hmm. are, you know, back, uh, you know, three years ago, somebody came with palpitations, you'd pat them on the back of the hand and go, "Oh, you're going to be fine. you you have a normal heart. Don't worry about it." Right? If palpitations mm-hmm. in a normal heart is a nothing, it is no longer that world. It is no longer that world. People are having dysautonomias where they're passing out. Some of that may be related to these rhythm disturbances, and there is worry that there's scarring and inflammation of the heart itself, so it's no longer a normal heart with a rhythm problem. So it is it is very significant that people, if they get here, particularly rapid rhythm, so rapid or irregular rhythm, so ba 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 or ba 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 immediately get that get that evaluated. Okay, got
5: right.
0: it. Okay, got it. That was. Good.
5: That was sort of my only,
0: you know. Like- it, I know. It makes me shake my head that it's that, the that, it, same thing. I'm having the same reaction I had when public health. Here we go. This is this is uh, Caleb putting me, uh, keep keeping me honest by putting the definitions of what I'm talking about up on the screen. But it makes me shake my head um, like I did when the public health community was not helping people understand how to treat COVID with monoclonal antibodies. People should have been mm-hmm. demanding monoclonal antibodies as soon as they got a fever or as soon as they got a positive test at least. And no one knew to do that. And this is, this feels to me like the same kind of nonsense. So weird. So irresponsible. Ugh. Okay, let's get um, Giuseppe up here. Uh, oof. It's really concerning. really weird to me. Uh, Giuseppe, what's going on there, my friend? Mm, where again, the men don't seem to be able to find their way to the stage here. Uh, it's and it's no fault of theirs that they're doing. I mean, you can see these. He's unmuted himself, he's ready to go.
1: A sexist would say, a
0: sexist would say, yes, thank you. All right, I we'll have to give somebody <laughs> else a turn. Sorry, Giuseppe. Um, this is gotta be quick on the unmute. Yeah, I'm, I'm
3: hold on here.
0: Oh, my goodness, I wonder if there any other physicians in here. We did have some other, uh doctors ready to go that was fred
1: Stoller be- signed up for twitter and he was on it he could show me the picture of him being on the twitter spaces but we couldn't see him
0: he's not on this one
1: no he he, he left he said sorry i couldn't figure because i i kept looking for him and i couldn't see it it was just a purple f and it didn't hmm. pop up some
0: glitch garrett what's going on hey dr drew happy new year, happy new year.
6: Uh, fan of the show uh, I have a question for you. It's a little bit off topic from what's been discussed so far,
8: but okay, I think good. this is. Still, I love it.
6: Yeah, this is still in your wheelhouse. Um, I've seen anecdotally uh, people uh, describing decrease in uh, cravings for alcohol if they're using a GLP-1 agonist. Mm. So it's kind of a 3 pronged question. Have you sort of seen this in your own practice? Uh, is there any sort of research out there that? Can verify that? And do you think that GLP-1 agonists have any future in addiction medicine? I
0: I am certain somebody's doing that research. I have not seen it myself, but I've heard it talked about quite a bit. So I I guarantee you they're already on that. I I don't know where. I haven't read any studies. I haven't seen any preprints, but I I know addiction medicine, how it works. They they jump on stuff like this. So there, there will be some interesting stuff, and I bet it works. I, I do bet it works. I bet it does something now. This is this is kind of an interesting zone in addiction medicine, which is what are your goals of treatment? Are you trying to get people to cut down or are you trying to get them to stop? What are your endpoints? And it's pretty Ooh, right, clear right. something like this would get people to cut down. And that might take somebody from advanced liver disease to you know mild liver disease. That's a that's a significant medical thing. But in terms of thriving, we want them to stop. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah. and I don't know whether this is going to affect stopping or not, but sometimes the, the things that affect uh, the desire to use do, do affect it, like Vivitrol and that kind of stuff that clearly is in that same zone. So uh, my prediction will be able to have some utility. That's my prediction. Okay. okay, right on. Interesting. Good question. Thank you, my friend. I might throw in a- Oop! I got you. I unfortunately clicked you off because I'm trying to get to more people. I'm sorry. This is Anne. Uh, uh, Anne, Ann go at it here. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to get there as many people as I possibly can for the new year show here. Uh, Anne, you're there. Ann. Uh, she's still connecting. There you are. Hello. Hi, Anne. Is it Anne? Is that correct?
5: Yes. Okay. Hey, um, n- thanks for taking the call here. I want to be totally honest. I'm brand new to you. I'd never heard of you. The first time was yesterday or the day before on a Twitter space. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of new to Twitter space Cool. or to Twitter. I joined... Right in 2021 just to follow some people who are reporting on the COVID vaccine but i found you to be very thoughtful and very reasonable so when i saw this come up today i thought oh it'd be interesting to hear what he has to say but here's my question um i am well i'm 60 years old i'm a mom of eight children 18 to 30 god bless you um thank you for your service yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> my background is not in medicine I, i'm a uw grad in mar- marketing and psychology mm. how about that i double majored you know selling cool. things to people that they don't need right but that was many <laughs> years ago but at, at any rate because as i am a mom of eight children and have gone through different health things and the number one thing uh, that a parent can have is a good doctor that listens um mm-hmm. uh, and is willing to work with you. Yep. I I've been involved with the vaccine conversation for over thirty years. Primarily, my focus has been on informed consent and just medical choice. That people yep. should always have a choice. Always. Anyway, so when when the COVID vaccine started coming out, um, I have a. I have a blog. I have a website. I, I don't sell anything. I, I and I'm not selling anything here. Mm-hmm. I just had a website where we we share other moms and I share information on it. Let's just say that. And I have a podcast and one. And it's just local and no big deal. And just a, I'm just an ordinary person. So anyway, you know, I see these injuries coming up, and I'm like, and then they're being censored, and these people are saying they're false, and they're this or that, and mm-hmm. and then I start posting these things, and then my All anything i post gets taken off youtube and then off vimeo and then um off tiktok and in anyway so i all this censorship and then i become friends with brie dressen who is the co-founder of react 19 are you familiar with react 19
0: no but i think i've heard the name okay so
5: react okay um i was gonna i had i was thinking i was gonna have to jump off here but i was gonna post in the in the chat and i will before i get off but anyway So Brianne, uh, injured in the, in the vaccine trials, along with many others. And, um, Joel Walskog, who is a orthopedic, uh, orthopedic surgeon, um, performs 5,000 surgeries a year. Anyway, they started React 19. Um, they've been part of Ron Johnson's press conferences and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They started REACT-19, and it's all for the vaccine injured and advocating for the vaccine injured. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to put a link in the in the, um, in the chat here. But um, her and I have gotten to be friends over the last year and a half. And as she's walking through, I mean, so she's had direct conversations. So she has been in the secret trials. And I'm this is all legit. I'm not making anything up here. You can Google her, REACT-19. She's been in the secret trials that the NIH held on the vaccine injured. Um, she's had direct. I mean, her. She she's had direct communication with Janet Woodcock, Peter Marks. They've gone back and forth, and they're literally. I mean, the the NIH is literally keeping this information from the public, right. and and so all of this. All it, what I'm asking you as a doctor, yeah. When does this get recognized? I mean, these people have been treated so unconscionably cruel, so. So silenced, so abandoned, You yeah. people who are injured can't go into the ER. They're told they're crazy. Oh, well, you're making this up. It can't because the CDC hasn't told us that this can happen. So, so they're just totally discarded. They've been living in absolute hell. There's a whole segment of people who've committed suicide because yeah. they haven't been able to get help. So I,
0: are, yeah, are you, are so you are you speaking talking about these people that get sort of long haul type symptoms from the vaccine?
5: No, I'm talking about people who get myocarditis, people like Maddie DeGary who, 13 years old, she was in the trial. She can't walk. These people can't walk. They have that, and they're shaking right. so, nonstop. So, and so again,
0: so, so here's where I kind of go with this, which is, there's no doubt it's causing myocarditis. It is. It just is. Um, the question is, at what rate relative to what risk from the COVID itself? And is it the vaccine plus COVID, or is it just the vaccine? It's very hard to sort that out right now. And, and could COVID do the same thing? Therefore, is it worth the risk of the vaccine? These, these are questions that are not being properly answered. It's interesting to me, I, and by the way, I've seen a lot of long COVID types of symptoms from COVID too. Some friends really just, lives turned upside down <clears throat> by getting the vaccine. Uh, I would, uh, call if any of you are listening and have long COVID from the vaccine, check out covidlonghaulers.com. They're trying to do the research there to figure out what's going on. They've got some pretty good results, covidlonghaulers.com. But if you have other injuries like myocarditis, I would uh, urge people to stop talking about it being mild. Myocarditis is a serious illness. It's a dangerous illness. And maybe it's milder than most of the viral myocarditis as we see, but it is still a serious illness. And for some people, disabling. No doubt. It's interesting to me though when I brought it up the other day to the the Twitter spaces that you were listening to I, I don't think I could even get anybody to agree that that the vaccine could even kill somebody could kill somebody like they the they were not willing to even entertain the possibility and I think that shows you how close-minded people are because it's pretty clear it can the question is what rate versus what risk from covid that's the only question we have to answer but there is such um such you know, blinders on right now, as you're saying, in terms of what the NIH is doing and when they're going to publicly disclose, I don't know, I don't know i I don't know what so much of this is deeply confusing to me it, 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 I don't believe there are bad people operating here. I think there are people making bad calls, and something is up. Something is just not right in all of this. People that are less um charitable than myself will say that they are in a rush to get this vaccine put on the child's the children's uh, mandatory schedule with measles and everything else, because then they have permanent protection from liability. And it may be true that maybe that's then when they're going to come out with the data. They're waiting to first get it on the, the vaccine schedule for children, and then they will tell us what they've been finding. That, to me, seems fairly unconscionable, but maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. What do you think? Are you there? you have to unmute there you are, and and if you're speaking, you're speaking to a closed microphone. Your microphone is off. You have to reach down to that lower left hand corner and unmute oh, there you sorry. are yeah um yeah.
5: no, I um well, like I said, <laughs> I've been following this um very. Very Very close, but but, especially especially but you're but you're you're
0: you're getting anecdotes, right? You're you're getting the horror stories that happen. They just do. The the question is at what rate and what well, risk relative to COVID itself and okay, is it, is it but, contributed but to by COVID? Not,
5: but it's not just the horror stories because if you look at okay, I would say so are you familiar with Pierre Corey?
0: Very I talked I've talked to many times. Ooh, okay.
5: And, so I would correct credit. I look here, Corey, for potentially saving my life and the fact that I got COVID in 20, 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he, and you know, I, I, again, as a mom whose who children have gone through different, various health things, mm-hmm. constantly researching, you know, different things, all these things. And I was researching on treatments and I came across his first Senate uh, testimony that he did in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before he went in December. And he was talking about corticosteroids and and the use of that. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor, and th- the treatment then was, oh well, yes, you have it. There's nothing we can do. Come back basically in two weeks if anything goes wrong. That you know? that
0: and to so, me that to me was one of the I, most astonishing astonishing moments in American medical history. Come back when you can't breathe. Okay, that well, is st- startling let, to me.
5: Well, let me tell you what happened. So. Then I'm, it's like nine days later. So I'm at like day 17 and I'm, I'm like, and I'm, I'm relatively healthy. You know, mm. I, I mean, yes, for being my age and everything else, I'm, I'm relatively healthy. And, um, and I just couldn't breathe. I mean, I felt like there was an elephant sitting on my oh, chest boy. and I went in yeah. and one day I went to three different doctors. I called the first doctor back and they're like, well, and I'm like, I would really like to try corticosteroids. Mm. And I'm like, nope, we can't do that. That's not, you know? went to then went into like a, a ready med kind of thing. Nope. Can't do it. Well finally I went to um this uh, the park view. Well that doesn't mean anything to you. And I went to the doctor and it was they were about to close and I and I pled my case and he said no. And then I told him the story about how my daughter at one point um she started have this will make sense in a minute. Had it started having nonstop seizures. Mm-hmm. You know, we were at the clinic, no one in the world could help her. And Lo and behold, long story short, I end up stopping those not those she was seizing every five minutes. And I just find a way through diet, not through anything else that's stopped through the through the keto diets. And she has um she she stopped her seizures. Never had another one again, and that was ten years ago. Okay, but that particular hospital hired a keto dietitian because of what happened with me and my daughter. Okay. And so okay. I explained that to him, and I said to, to this doctor in the ER or the, at, at this ready, this uh, medical facility, I said, "Please listen to me. I feel like you're not listening." Mm-hmm. And I said, "This is what happened with my daughter. Your facility here, which is one the biggest facility in our area, has hired. This is what happened. Yep. I'm, I'm not some." Somebody who doesn't know anything, and he's like, "Fine, I'll give it to you because you're demanding it, but not because it'll do you any good." That's what he told me. That is exactly what that doctor told me. Yeah. I went, I went to the um, pharmacist at the pharmacy. I took, I took my first dose in, and within 24 hours, not even the next morning because it was at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I was so much better. Yeah. Now, what would have happened to me had I not? I knew how to advocate. I know the system. I know you've got to just, you have to advocate. People have to know how to advocate. They have to know that doctors have to have their own protocols. And it is my understanding that the reason people couldn't get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or any of these other things were because the hospitals had to stay with what Medicare and Medicaid would
0: would pay for no so it's, it's not if, that if, it, it became it was even you more were it was even worse it was the hospitals decided they knew what was best more and, egregious and, than and, that. They, and they were going to fire doctors that uh, god forbid gave anything other than the protocols that they approved this whole this whole what has happened one of, we've learned lots of things about medicine in, the, in this pandemic and one is the hijacking of evidence based medicine evidence-based med- medicine is a guideline it's not a just say us the lord And to have these authorities and these centralized authorities dictating what doctors do with their patients is disgusting. And that's why doctors froze. They were scared of losing their job. Most doctors are now employees. That guy in the ER is an employee. Well,
5: that's what What happened to my brother-in-law. He's a neonatologist. He's like 60, he's 66 now, and um, yeah, out in California. Mm -hmm. And he was was prescribing some of these medications. Notifications and the hospital came to him and said, "You need to stop, yeah. or we're yeah. going to have to let you go." Yeah, that's it. I and mean, this—that's
0: the way it goes. This is, this is this is this is disgusting, years? and uh, I don't know what we do about it. We—I was saying to the the um, Twitter space that you heard me in the other day that we need to we need to re- regain control of our profession. I mean, physicians need to get together and and demand that, that we're back in in control of our, our our. We are the only ones that actually have one priority, and that's the patient. We're the only ones. That's it. The patient in front of us. That's all we're concerned with, and everything should be about that. The hospitals, the the, the all the protocols and things. That's that's completely. It's ten miles away from the actual doctor patient care. But and I'm going to keep moving on here. Thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for the comment. And uh, yeah, you should have been given steroids. Should, in fact, should have been given Decadron. Yep. Thank you. you. Should have been given Decadron. And whether or not you were having a, you know, and people, you know, people would argue this could have been an exacerbation of some airway disease or something else not related to COVID. Yeah, it still would get better with steroids and almost zero risk. Where is the risk reward analysis in medicine anymore? There's almost no risk to giving Ann steroids when she comes in there. Give her 70, give her um, tapering steroids over five days or six days. Big deal. You know, way you're going to hurt anything in doing that. It might really uh, improve things i get very upset about this it's just so disgusting oh sabine is here i'm gonna get her on here a second <laughs> um wish chris happy new year
4: happy new year's guys <laughs> Hey, hey! Mother. What's oh god oh one well on a funny note one of my kids just dropped the whole gingerbread house on the floor fantastic well, i was waiting yeah it's the holiday season <laughs> so <laughs> What's really been kind of bananas uh, going on in elementary school world recently, especially leading up to the holiday break?
0: I'm glad your kids are back in school. Congratulations. My God. Well,
4: well, they're not now. Yeah, yeah, but I mean,
0: oh, thank God. Yeah.
4: Well, that's what's so bananas about this whole thing is because with the cold strains going around, their strep going around, Mm -hmm. the RSV that's going around, just like when all the kids wait for school to start in the morning, yep. it would usually be a playground full of cute, crazy kids. It was down to maybe a quarter of oh what we used to think. I mean, which is great for the teachers. I mean, <laughs> but it, it was just so nuts. And like a lot of kids are just getting sick. And I'm mm. sure as you guys yeah, remember, it, it, yes. when- so sad.
0: There are childhood illnesses. I know they my happen. kids, they but, happen. Everybody. But you know
1: what? When my kids were in school, And, you know, they were like in the third grade or whatever. The parents Uh that worked would always send their kids to school sick. So at least they're keeping them home now. Like we have a new, there's like a new protocol, you know.
4: There's a new appreciation too. Like at least for me, I can't speak for everyone obviously, but it's like if you see your kid is sick, especially before the holidays, why would you send a sick kid to school to get more kids sick and make their their lives miserable?
0: Look, you know, kids, kids circulate viruses wildly, yeah. Well, they're always supposed will to. be, it always has been. It's just the way, g- yeah, children are. they're
4: gross. Yeah, they, <laughs> well, they also, their here. immune system they're needs to see creatures. this
0: stuff, it needs to see some of it. It strengthens us.
1: We used to go to Disney World, and I always tell the kids, Don't kiss Mickey Mouse's nose.
0: God, I wish my dad were alive now, <laughs> and, he would, he would and one of
1: them would. And then the next day be vomiting, projectile vomiting across the table. Oh, and they
4: are terrible today. And then the, guys, next day, yeah. the next day, the next go.
0: I got to get Sabine. Sabine is a gastroenterologist. <laughs> I really is, want to talk to Chris, the what's the question? Is, we got to get right to it. I've got uh, something I really want to bring up The
4: question is, yeah. is you know, du- due to the viral uh, outbreak of COVID and yeah. kids remotely learning, you know, children everybody is still in the presence of major respiratory viruses yes. that spread by wildfire yes. and take weeks to clear up. Yes. So going forward, what's going to be the new protocol for, you know, keeping children or people who are infected at home and away from other people? Because in the world we live in, people get sick with yes. all kinds of things all the time. Chris, the the and new then,
0: protocol is the old protocol.
4: Oh, okay. You know what Just I'm saying? We're back. The,
0: the rational revolution is in. We're going to go back to sanity. We're going to go back to what we've always done with what, you know... We live in a world that has reasonable sanitation and reasonable treatments and reasonable exposure. And we're going to go back to a sewer system. Running, running our lives the way we always have. Uh, this is Sabine Hazan. She is a gastroenterologist. She's yeah. a great, uh, excellent physician researcher. And I'm glad to see her on the Twitter spaces with us. Thank you, Chris. Happy New Year. Sabine, you're up here.
9: Hey. hey Thanks welcome. for having me. You bet. Thank you. Of course. So, So, yeah, frustrating. I mean, I heard you, you know, say it. You know, I think we as a profession, medical profession, have been like, you know, uh, silenced altogether. You know, we're we're not on stage. And, you know, during the pandemic, when you hear people like celebrities or media talk about, you know, this virus and the first thing that comes to mind is. Why are they talking? They don't even know what a virus is, Sabine. You know, they that that know. is
0: that is I that is in my head constantly. Well, to, to the two headlines to to shine a little light on your point, New York Times editorial board demands a lockdown. You should not have an opinion, let alone should we listen to your opinion. Joy Joy Behar Behar has strong opinions about hydroxychloroquine, a a word she learned how to pronounce the day before. You and I have used that medicine for 30 years. What what is going on here? What is going on?
9: And that was the frustration for me, right? Because it's like all this noise is distracting from the people that should really be speaking right yes and and let me ask you when in medicine ever has data ever been
0: above clinical, the clinical yes never right? never 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 so and I, I could, and when did evidence-based medicine supersede our judgment where did that yes. come from
9: yes and and by the way so you're you're you know, mental health, and I'm GI. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> actually,
0: I'm way broader than that. I, I did internal medicine for 20 years when I did, criti- I was going to be a cardiologist, but I ended up through a series of things working a lot in the psychiatric setting. Um, but I, I, I was going to be a cardiologist. That's the direction right. I was going, yeah.
9: But, but imagine, re- would reading a book on how to perform a colonoscopy yeah. teach you how to do a right. colonoscopy? Right.
0: No, that's exactly right.
9: No, right. What you can I always read tell them is the what, what I always tell the patient the
0: is: I go, look, you, the material you're bringing to me. Thank you, thank you for bringing me your Google searches. But I knew all that material at the end of second year of medical school, and then I spent ten years seeing that in a clinical setting over and over and over and over again, and developing judgment about the right. what the best thing to do is for a given clinical situation. And that, that, like like that last, do you hear the story that uh, uh, Ann was telling us about being in the ER and unable to get a little bit of steroids? Maybe yeah, she, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. 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 And,
9: and first of all, you know, if a patient is agreeing and consenting and asking you and he knows the risk, you as the physician cannot just say, I'm sorry, no. Yeah. You have to tell the risk and outweigh the risk benefits and then say, you know what? Fine. Here it is. And not even put your judgment, frankly. Because yep. how many doctors, oh my God, this whole pandemic, how many doctors have said to my patients, oh, ivermectin, no, it doesn't work. Hydroxy, it doesn't work. Well, listen, if I'm telling you a patient's oxygen, and I published that, I published 29 patients' data that basically had low oxygen, and their oxygen improved on triple therapy or even mm-hmm. quadruple therapy, I didn't make that up, right? Yep. Even... I have videos that I showed the FDA. I'm like, look at this guy. His oxygen is like 80%. And now he's improving after ivermectin, Doxy, and everything I've given him.
0: So, Sabine, people are now wondering what's going on. Why? First of all, how do we give informed consent to a 35-year-old or a 30-year-old male? How do we do that? And what do you think is going on where we're not getting the the information, the data we need to be able to give people proper consent
9: you you know what's interesting. And what's interesting is I talk to because I've done clinical trials for so many years, I have so many friends that are in the pharmaceutical industry and everything and and people that are at Pfizer, you know, medical directors and coordinators, monitors, et cetera. Everybody's baffled, even at the FDA level and the National Institute of Standards and the NIH. You know, I go to these meetings, I've met with those folks and I'm like, I don't understand why why this one-sided narrative. Do we not believe that there's resilient microbiomes out there? Do we not believe that there's resilient immune system out there that do not necessitate, you know, vaccination? Do we believe everybody's on the same platform? And everybody's like their answer is I don't know, I don't know.
0: Well, I don't no, know what's I, going I, It's on. even more simple. I couldn't get agreement amongst physicians that the vaccines can harm people. I couldn't get any people to agree. I mean, and that's so obviously true. That's the, 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 such
9: a taboo. It's yeah. there's a fear. There's such a fear. There was a fear with this virus, and there was a fear with this with speaking about the vaccine. And to me, if us as physicians are fearful who can the patients go to, right? Because we were the first one on the front line. Listen, when I stepped out of my house in March to analyze stools with COVID, I knew I was risking my life. I knew I was ready to die. Mm -hmm. But I figured, you know what? I better go out there myself and show that I'm okay Mm -hmm. and treat than having my kids die and nobody does anything, right? Mm -hmm. So... I think we need to take courage as physicians and we need to take our field back and we need to speak up yep. because, and it's not just you and me and Pierre Corey and Peter McCulloch, every physician, we need to encourage them to speak and step up yes. and talk about it. Yes. Because C- have you seen like the, the buzz in the hospitals? Like they'll talk in the hospital, they'll say, oh my God, did you see this doctor is in the intensive care unit after the vaccine? I'm like, well, why? you talking about it? And then they come back to me and they're like, I'm never taking a shot ever again. And now they're starting to you know, realize like, wait, we trusted all this and there's a lack of trust and the big fear in all this and which is a big shame and I know because you and I try to stay mid midline we're you know we're not anti-pharma we're not pro pharma we really just want to see the data and and help the patients and my fear is that we're getting into a world where we don't trust pharma anymore and then that's going to hurt us as well
0: you know i i'm fearful that one of the big companies is going to get it taken out right if this is what it kind of looks like i'm fearful that one of the big companies is going to get taken out sort of a dalcon shield type experience and with these companies, we need them for their, for their development and research. And Can you, it, it's, can it's you not explain a, what that it's is, too? The, a
6: shield, Dalcon the field shield, thing? Dalcon yeah, shield yeah, was,
0: that. Dalcon Shield was an IUD that uh, caused terrible injury to women. And the company, was a, it was a, some huge company, got completely bankrupt by, by the uh, liability for that. And, and I fear that something like that is going to happen again. Or I fear that they're trying to avoid that or something, and that's what's motivating some of the goofiness, the spooky, weird behavior that we're having trouble explaining. But um, yeah, Sabine, I, I, I appreciate you being here. I, I don't. I just shake my head all the time. I'm just glad that doctors are talking and that we disagree and that we share. And the, I thought that conversation we had the other day in that Twitter Spaces was pretty positive, where most of us agreed on most things. We did.
9: Yeah, and, and you know what? I think those of us that don't agree need to show the data, right? Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, yeah, you know, all, like that's I'm all. having that's all I'm having sure. a battle with uh, Liza Dunn on, on Twitter, and hopefully people don't perceive that, that I'm, you know, going after her. But I just think, like, you know, she doesn't understand what I'm seeing in the microbiome space because I'm, like, years ahead of everyone mm. seeing the clinical picture of the microbiome. Yep. So to me, it's like this is where you bring on doctors, you know, and this is why to also educating doctors on mm-hmm. what's coming up in the front line. That's why I have stayed doing.
0: Oh, oh. Sabine, I lost you. There you are, Sabine. And there we are. We lost yeah. you for a second. But listen, I, I want to yeah. bring somebody up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put yeah, you perfect. back down. In, I but let's I just love let's to hear, hear the rage going. coming
1: out of you guys because doctors are always so laid back, like so cool. We have been beaten great-
0: down. We've been beaten down by our regulatory agencies, by insurance companies, by hospitals, by HMOs. And you're
1: bringing medicine by back. L- like- attorneys,
0: Sabine, am I right? We're just beaten down oh, on every 100%. front, and we, it's, uh-huh. it's over. We, we have to, we he- have to take it back. Yeah.
9: Everybody's in the office between me and my patient, from the person that controls the electronic medical records to the person that sells my electronic medical records to some companies, to to now the media is telling me what to tell my patients. And now the government, California now is going to be mandating that I cannot talk about the risk to my patients. Otherwise, I lose my license. That's on Tuesday. That 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 starts on Monday. And guess what's going to happen if he comes, if Governor Newsom comes after me? Mm-hmm. I'm running for office. We'll do that anyway. Let's we'll do, boy, it. Let's
0: do it anyway. Get you in there. We need physicians in positions of authority. It'll be good. Uh,
9: but I don't want to. My job is in the microbiome space. Yeah, you know, okay. I'm I'm helping, you know, shed some light into autism and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's.
0: Okay. That's, that's my job, right? Yeah. So, anyway. thank yeah, yeah. you. All doing. right, Sabine, so I'm, I'm going to put you back in there. You thank what, you so much. Drew, I just uh, want
1: to hearken back to 2020. Yeah. When you... Started off saying, unfortunately, on Fox, and that didn't work in your advantage. But you said the media needs to shut up.
0: Oh, I've been saying that the whole and, time. And Just shut you up. You knew it. And shut then they were all up. like,
1: "You're a COVID denier." Yeah. Then,
0: then I'm a, then, I, then I went from being a COVID denier to anti-vax to, to uh, MAGA. These are all oh, yeah. in the same weird category. Because you that were at I'm the White not House not, not once in any of those camps. The homeless
1: people. Like, oh my god. You know?
0: Oh my god. It and the drug
1: weird. addicts. Yeah, you can't win. But but I just want to see medicine not go down the tubes because they, you know, I've I watched... I don't
0: see pharma go down the tubes either. Well, they, it's, they, very doctors
1: are going to be afraid to practice medicine and do what they do. Correct. It's, it, it's like Correct. you're running Chavette? from the law.
10: Chavette? It's awful. Yellow.
0: So you heard a little bit of what we were talking about. Have at it.
10: Yeah. Uh, good afternoon, Good uh, afternoon, Drew. Sir. How are you? Excellent. I uh, want to wish uh, you and uh, your amazing crew a uh, very happy new year.
0: Thank you, sir. You um, too. Thank,
10: thank you. you. Thank you for everything, you guys. do. Um, and so, yeah, a uh, couple of points. I, you know, just, uh, again, amazing show. And I was talking to someone today and it kind of occurred to me that, you know, what has changed over the last few years is that, you know, physicians always had this ability to disconnect from what was going around them mm-hmm. and put on a thinking cap and, and focus say, on the patient. No and focus on the patient yeah. and focus on, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, a bullshit narrative, yeah. right? It was yeah. like, this doesn't really make sense. And I think what happened in the last few years was it, the fire hose of information became so intense mm. that we, uh, as a community, started drinking from the same hose as the media was feeding us, you know? And it, it, I think what has happened, if you speak to a lot of people, mm. Um, at least uh, the people I speak to, I'm always kind of astounded how they're kind of giving me the same stuff they watched on TV. You know, they turn on whatever channel they listen to and they're like, oh, you know, did you know this? Or I think I heard you early on today's show talk about China. And I'm always like, you know, how much of the stuff coming out of China is truly reliable? Because if you remember the very, very videos almost three not. years ago yeah. and i'm hearing the same people who said the same things to me three years ago yep. showed zero skepticism after yep. three years i'm like have you guys not been paying any attention like and, am and, I on pills? and
0: look at where their insane useless policy went you saw what the, exactly. the logical progression of that is and it all and by the way it was never a medical intervention it was a governmental face-saving political intervention
10: from the Absolutely. beginning, from the beginning. And, and can anyone explain Ugh. to me how the single most lockdown country in the world has the most number of cases and why are people everywhere saying, well, I guess they didn't do enough. And I'm like, am I in the twilight zone? Right. Like, i with did, you, I'm with how, you. How, how does someone say that yeah. with a straight face and be like, it's too bad. Maybe they could have done more. And I'm like, do more like what, like put people inside walls. Like what, what are we talking about? You know? So like all of that stuff gives, gives me kind of this really weird feeling of like, you know, am I, is it too late for a lot of people to see the light? And I guess the answer is we just have to keep speaking and hope that at least some people will, you know, some people will, will snap out of whatever it is that, 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 you know they are under
0: i i hope man I, I it's very weird it's 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 like nothing i've ever seen it's i think there's yeah. going to be I, some sort of weird what uh steve Kirsch always calls red pilling which is that people yeah. are, about 30 percent of people are going to wake up that to understanding that the reality they've been fed is is not the reality it's not real they've been fed some Boy, information I, and and some i'm I sure think, that's going to happen to me
10: i certainly there's things i believe that are going to be Turned out to be not which, true. Which, which is fine. I think as long as you accept the fact that uh, a lot of your assumptions are not exactly the truth. Which I guess yeah. every that's every scientist's job yep. is like, yep. well, you know, on a good damn close to the truth, but I definitely I am nobody smart enough to know the truth. That's right. And on a bad day, I'm in a different different zip code or mm-hmm. a different continent. Right. right? I mean, it's, yep. it, this is this is not hard. Uh, but I think some people are so, you know, so confident in their ignorance that it's scary to even yeah, listen to I, that. I
0: agree. It's, it's very, and, it's very weird. It's very weird. It I guess it's fear. I don't know. Very
10: and weird. you know, the 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 other thing I wanted to ask you, and I I don't know if you've covered, but you know, certainly something to think about. There's 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 a recent article that came out talking about how there's an IgG switching that happens with increasing number of boosters, where you go from. Uh, you know, IgG1 and IgG2 with the first couple of doses. And then, you know, with boosters, you switch to an IgG4 response.
0: And that's less less immunogenic.
10: It's non-neutralizing. Yeah. If, if you if you remember, yes. that's also there's a whole class of disease processes that are associated with fibrosis yeah. and inflammatory conditions called IgG, you know, diseases yes. that you know, like uh, so, autoimmune so and this, whatnot.
0: You look at Dr. Wiseman; he he is sort of zeroed in on this stuff. He he is he is very concerned about that, uh, and and you are sort of seeing it reflected in the the pattern of infection too. So there's something up. There's something up. And, and this goes back to that same question. I mean, how many, how many boosters are we going to get how long are we going to do this? And, and at, at what it's, risk,
10: it, you know, it, I, I, I always joke. I'm like, are boosters the new cowbell? Yeah. <laughs> More cowbell.
0: That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. That is hysterical. <laughs> All right, my friend, listen, I've got to kind of all wrap right, up here, so but happy new me. year. And thank you for being around happy here. We new appreciate June. it. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Happy Bye. new year to all of you. We do appreciate everybody that comes into these Twitter spaces and on these, on these feeds. I try to watch you more very carefully on the Twitter, on the, uh, restream chats. I see you guys and what you're talking about there. And usually the conversations are kind of interesting. Uh, L Ron Hubbard himself is actually there. <laughs> Somebody named L Ron Hubbard. Um, Tom's, I see you He's there, lied. Chris, all you guys. I appreciate yeah i know he came back well he's always said he would hi tom um and over on the rumble rants they've been very active today too i know susan have you been over there at all there's been some yeah yeah interesting conversation
1: we we batted some trolls over there it was pretty fun but um yeah we can do that now especially the ones who are selling sexual links oh that's weird but um yeah and i wanted to tell everybody how much we appreciate your conversation on the on the streams it's you know, it's nice to not be called a clown or a quack 50 times during a stream, which happened at the beginning because we were attacked. Of course, and uh, things are changing. I feel positive energy for the new year.
0: I well, I mean, here's Sabine, you hear Chavin. and the, the physicians are like, "We have to take this is they, ridiculous." They're is, voicing is, their it reminds, Every time it reminds me of that day I was on that that new show. And the school board came in and said, We're closing schools. I said, What doctor told you that's a good idea? I know, idea? What but then,
1: disease but then you people Nobody. were yelling at you, like, of course, Oh, you're, of you're, a, you're a
4: clown,
0: Trump, Trump, clown, mega, mega, none <laughs> of the above, everybody, none <laughs> of the above. Uh, but we appreciate your participation, nevertheless. Uh thank you, Molten Salt. Appreciate you as well. I missed
1: up I don't know where he is. I guess he didn't, he didn't get the, he came
0: in today. No, he, he
1: didn't. But you know what? We did an earlier show. And if you guys want to know when we're gonna have a show at a different time, we post it on locals every day. You just have to go over there. at seven dollars a month. It supports the show, and then you'll get an email and you'll also, you know, be able to know when, you know, or just go somewhere where you can see, you know, when the show's gonna be live. I think you can get like a on YouTube, we have, you know, notifications and stuff like that. All right. Rumble doesn't do it. They, they do it a little late and then they also post the show later. So, but we miss you, Jeff. Jeff I hope you have a happy new year.
0: All right. we are back on Tuesday, early January 3rd at noon Pacific. Is that correct? With Megan Kelly we are back
1: well with, the jury's out on that
0: yeah all right we're back with she may uh, have
1: something else we're, we're going to find out
0: all right if it's if it if she is doing something else let's move it back to three our usual of time. course of course uh, we have Dr. Byron Brindle with uh Kelly Victory coming in there he is up there on the screen as well we have
1: to get back to LA and and, and, really and I
0: want to bring in much like um Siobhan Ch- Ch- and uh there Ryan Cole coming up at very first again and um um, shoot, I'm, I'm blanking on the gastroenterologist name I just talked to. What's her name? Anyway, I we we were all just chatting, and uh, I want to get more physicians in here to talk and
1: about check it. out Drew's Instagram. You can see our makeshift uh studio here in New York. I'm very proud of it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I noticed the sun behind me went away. You you blocked oh, it out.
1: Oh no, how does it look?
0: No, it
6: still looks good. Uh, it, it looks yeah. good. Looks fine. Looks, looks fun. good.
0: Uh, I gosh, there are some people I really should Sabine, I'm sorry, Sabine, that was Sabine I was talking to. It's
1: got a dark, like smoky feel. I but can't I, see but this. But particularly
0: stream. if we don't have uh, actually we could you guys could ask some questions on Tuesday of, of Yeah,
1: um, we'll see. We might be able to find somebody else. I mean, I don't know. Well we gotta get back to the but we're having a great discussion even though we don't have guests because now no, we, our twitter spaces are our guests
0: no the calls are always good i, I like doing calls and i like talk to you guys and i like and when the physicians gathered a said.
1: group of friends on the you know these other twitter spaces that you've been doing so mm-hmm. they show up and they're willing to speak
6: it's awesome
0: all right everybody uh happy Wait. new year that's why we we're here really was to wish what
6: did i already show you guys this picture Caleb? of my boy did I show you guys this oh, one? there year? is a
0: Happy New Year. Let's take a look, Susan. There's oh, this Happy around. New Year's
6: boy. Look at him. Look at that sweet that boy.
0: <laughs> Canada That, that is, is a happy boy.
6: He is a little angel. Uh, on sweet on boy. to his second year.
0: Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Year two. <laughs> uh, Don't let
1: him kiss Mickey Mouse's nose.
0: Right. So we appreciate you all again. We want to wish everyone the happiest of New Years. 23 is going to be better. It just it, it, 22 wasn't so bad. Although but still, Caleb
1: had a little COVID. Yeah, we've, still been, under the, we've still
0: been yeah. under the cloud of the last few years and tried to emerge but it, from it. But was it really serious? Is
1: anybody, is everybody okay over there? Yeah, COVID? every is everybody's all recovery? good now.
6: I think the baby, I think Camden was the one that got it first, of course. He's better in two days mm-hmm. Then I get it. And I this time was much faster. I actually went in and got medicine and I was fine within a few days. My wife you know, she's a mom. So of course she just keeps on powering through. She trained like four people in Pilates that morning. She's like, I'm, I have COVID. I tested positive. I can barely move, but oh yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to drive people here and do that. I'm like, you you got to lay down woman. You got to, <laughs> it's those, those mom oh. adrenaline, I guess is something kicking in. Nothing yeah. can knock it's her also, down.
0: It's, it's Omicron. Uh, Omicron is a yeah, lot different too. than Alpha and Delta was a lot <laughs> different. Okay, Caleb, thank you for everything. Thanks but for everybody's
1: okay on the other side, your grandparents or oh, yeah. your parents, oh, yeah. and they're all good? Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, the grandparents are all thank That's good for, to know. for all your work, both you, Susan, Susan and I Caleb. I didn't
1: get it. I had it last year on New Year's, remember? Sorry, he's trying to sign <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm actually going to go out and and celebrate New Year's tomorrow in New York for the first time. Yeah, this will yeah. be my first time well, in 10 I've years. Never, we've been been never
0: been to Times Square either. No. Heading down that way. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Is there music coming in here, Caleb? I mean,
1: we're supposed to go to the Hamptons and I feel bad, but I I don't want to I want to come home early. I don't want to stay out too late. It's
0: because of you we are able to do the the three of us are able to serve you in this way with this these digital formats. And they are really it's really a pleasure to do it. And hopefully we'll continue to refine and build and give you better products in 23. Happy new year, everybody. We will see you in the new year.
1: And don't drink and drive.
0: 273-8255 you can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com slash help